0: Well, Merry Christmas again. I just have a few things I would love to share with you. If you have your Bible and you're willing to open it, go ahead and turn to Titus chapter 3. I'll actually be reading from several passages of Scripture, which is unusual here for a message. Titus chapter 3. I'll start reading in verse 3. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us of a little baby named Jesus have to do with us 2,000 years later. It's a beautiful story. A first-time mother, some interesting onlookers, a cold night. It was actually probably in the summer because the shepherds were out there. Sorry to ruin your nativity scene. But what does that have to do with us? What consequence is it for us today, 2,000 years later? These verses that we just read explain to us why. I want you to understand this. It is not mainly about what Jesus came to do. It is about who Jesus himself is. He did what he did because of who he is. In this passage, we see that Jesus Christ himself is, is called the goodness and loving kindness of God. Because what appeared, what what actually appeared was Jesus. It wasn't some sign in the sky, here is an explanation of God's loving kindness and goodness. And it's not just creation in general. Of course we can look at creation and see that God is good and that He is kind. But Jesus Himself is called the goodness and loving kindness of God. It's all wrapped up in Him. And this is why Jesus Christ Himself is the treasure. He is the present, the gift that has infinite value for you today. Even if you trust and love Jesus very, very much, He Himself is the goodness and loving kindness of God. We get caught up, especially as Christians, thinking in a post-conversion frame of mind. Where, yeah, I, I trust Jesus, I love Him, and, and now let's get to work, or let's get to uh, life, or whatever else He has for me. Let's really strive on that sanctification stuff. That's, that's all good and true. And so we can live in a post-Jesus frame of mind. That Jesus is that guy that everyone needs who's really messed up. Oh, they need Jesus, right? That's the way we think. That's the way we talk. But no, if you need kindness from God, then you don't need it beamed down to your heart through some divine channel. You need Jesus Christ Himself. If you need goodness from God, You don't need it Uh, arranging your circumstances in a certain kind of way so that things go better for you. You need Jesus Christ Himself. He is the one who brings us the grace of God. And through Christ, we receive the Holy Spirit. He's the one who gives the Spirit without measure. And it's not just the loving kindness and the goodness of God that Jesus Christ Himself is. That little baby born in the manger 2,000 years ago is also the foundation of our peace. And, and the way the biblical authors write is they, they, they seem to be trying to prove to us that it's not something Jesus does, it's Jesus himself. This is the way Paul speaks in Ephesians 2, verses 13 and 14. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. He himself is our peace. He doesn't he doesn't bring peace. I know know he does, but understand what he's saying. He brings peace by giving himself. That's what he does. He doesn't come and give us new rules, though he does. He comes and gives us Himself so that we can keep His rules so that peace can abide between us. But in this breaking down of hostility, He in His body becomes the ground of our peace. You lack peace in your life, in your relationships. Sometimes the holidays are a reminder that not all is well in our relationships. He Himself is our peace. If you need peace today, you need not something Jesus can do for you. You need Christ Himself. He's also the foundation, the the essence of our peace with God. This is how Paul writes in Romans chapter 1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through, you could also maybe say in, our Lord Jesus Christ. The greatest need you have because you're a sinner, we're all sinners, is peace with God. We have rebelled against Him. We have sinned. We have broken His law. And the right response of a just and holy God is to punish. There is no peace between an unrepentant sinner and God. But it's not something you have to work up you don't have to draw up the terms of peace. You don't have to impress this being, this all-powerful deity that you've offended through sin, that I've offended through sin. He Himself is our peace. It is through Him and only in Him that we have peace with God. But it's not just peace and loving kindness and goodness. It's also our joy. This is how Paul writes again, In Romans chapter 15, verse 13, Paul's coming to the end of his letter and he says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Did you catch that? Paul wants nothing less for the Roman Christians than that they be filled with all peace and all joy. And he says that how that happens is through believing in Christ. He himself is not only our peace, the loving kindness of God itself, the grace of God itself, but our joy. So that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. So there's hope. We're going to see that in the next passage as well. This is what Christmas is about. It's not about the gifts that we give to each other, though we commemorate the giving of the greatest gift by giving gifts to each other. It's not about the lights. It's not about family even. It is about the fact that everything we need was given to us in that little baby. Because that is Jesus Christ Himself. And He Himself is our peace. He Himself is our joy. He Himself is our receiving of the loving kindness and goodness of God. You don't need something Jesus can do for you. You need Christ Himself. He's also... The embodiment, if you will, of grace and hope. You can turn just one page or two over to the left. Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. I'm going to have to do a series on Titus at some point. These are great passages. Look at how Paul writes this. For the grace of God has appeared. The grace of God has appeared. But what appeared was Jesus. That little baby in the manger who grew up to be a man, lived a perfect life, died in your place on the cross, absorbing God's wrath. That person is the grace of God. Do you get that? Grace is not this this force or something that emanates from God's throne to you. Grace comes to you in the person of Jesus Christ Himself. But when the grace of God for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing there's a word he's uses this over and over, appeared appeared, appeared, waiting for the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Paul explicitly calling Jesus Christ of Nazareth, God. And that our blessed hope, our happy hope, way that you could translate that, our happy hope is the appearing of our Lord, God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we live between the two appearings. The other word for appearing is Advent. This is the season of Advent. This is the first Advent that we, we're commemorating. But because He came the first time and left a lot of unfinished business, let's be honest, we don't see the world yet subjected to Him. He's got to come and set up His reign in the place of His father, David. He's got to come back and finish some stuff. So we await our blessed, happy hope, the appearing of our great God and Savior. So He's called our hope. He's called the grace of God. And then one last one to give to you, one last passage that shows that it's not something Jesus does, though he that that's true. He does work in our lives, but it's mainly through receiving him, him as him. Look at first Corinthians chapter one. First Corinthians chapter one, verses thirty and thirty one. So if you weren't convinced yet that it's Jesus Christ Himself that gives and blesses us with all of these things in Himself, not something He just does for us from where He is in heaven, but by receiving Him through faith, all of these things become ours. Here's how Paul just makes the case so explicit here. Because of Him, speaking of the Father, you are in Christ Jesus who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption, so that as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Jesus Himself is the wisdom from God. Jesus Himself is your righteousness. Righteousness isn't something like a a bill of clean health that He gives you. You are righteous in Christ because you belong to Him and He belongs to you through faith if you trust Him. Sanctification isn't a plan like a like a, a training program that he gives you. He just leaves you with a manual after coming to save you on the cross. He Himself is your sanctification, and He's your redemption. Everything you need, everything, is found in Him. So, I say all that because. If you go through one more Christmas without any significant change in your life, that may be fine to you, but I am pleading with you. Everything you need is found in Christ. If you, if that statement sounds just ridiculous to you, I get it. Because it's taken me this long and this this many years as a Christian to even come to appreciate something like that. We can In, in, our, in our less mature times of faith, we can just think that God comes, He does something, we kind of join His program, sign up for His religion, if you will, do some good stuff, help some people, and maybe it will work out in the end. Christianity, brothers and sisters and dear friends, is about nothing less and in some ways nothing more than grasping hold of Jesus Christ Himself through faith. And that becomes everything you need. So maybe, maybe this Christmas season, when all the rigmarole is over, it's a good Southern word, and you box up all the decorations in a few days or a few months. For the procrastinators among us. And we're just back to normal life. Maybe the reminders that are built into this season of Christ's first coming would warm your heart to grasp hold of Him through faith. That's my prayer for you. This is what it means to repent and believe. That you stop trying to find all the stuff that you know you need in all the wrong places. And rather, grasp hold of the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness, the loving kindness, the peace, the hope, the joy, the sanctification, the wisdom, and mercy that you need.